welcome back to another episode with um, myself, Simran, and Xiao. Hi! Um, today we're going to be talking about liver function tests, which are affectionately known as LFTs. Um, this is basically a blood test that's used by um, many healthcare professionals to basically see the health of the liver and the hepatobiliary system, but it can also be important in kidney and hematological conditions as well. That's right, Simran. So when you order a standard LFTs, the following is usually the results of what you get. So you get bilirubin, which is a product of the red blood cell metabolism, and it's usually a combined score. And if you want to ask for unconjugated and conjugated levels, you'll need to order another test and specify that. Other than bilirubin, you also have GGT as well as ALP. These are enzymes that are produced by the biliary tree and thus looks at biliary health. Usually you only get uh, for liver enzymes, ALT, and the reason why is because AST is particularly expensive to look for. But, you know, it's useful to know that both ALT as well as AST is produced by the liver cells and obviously reports on liver health. Finally, you'll usually get some kind of indication on how albumin and protein is being produced by the liver and these give you an idea on liver function, particularly albumin. Other tests to look at liver function that is not included in the LFTs includes the coagulation tests and these are commonly known as INR as well as PT or APTT. You can also, funny enough, look at serum blood glucose, and that's basically to test liver gluconeogenesis. So, you know how I was talking about liver function and albumin? Well, these are called synthetic tests. So, the way to test for the liver's synthetic function is clinicians classically like to look at albumin as well as INR. But you can actually also look at bilirubin levels as well as serum blood glucose to give you a clue on what this liver's function or the synthetic function is doing. Another test to keep at the back of your mind is alpha fetoprotein. And this test is particularly important in any patient with liver cirrhosis because it looks for hepatocellular carcinoma, which is basically the end stage of any liver cirrhosis. All right, so now that we've got like a basic overview of the different parameters, um, let's just go through how, what happens when things go, go wrong. So when you look at the liver function test, if the GGT and ALP levels are elevated, that indicates a cholestatic picture. The reason being because both of these um, are released by the, um, the lining of the biliary tree. And so when there is any sort of um, damage at the level of the bile duct, these levels will be elevated. So if you have a cholestatic picture, you want to be thinking about cholidocolithiasis, so gallstones in the bile duct, um, or any sort of obstruction in the bile duct externally, like pancreatic cancer. You can also think about autoimmune conditions like PBC and PSC. Um, if ALP is elevated alone and all other parameters are normal, um, it can indicate bone problems because it can also be produced by bones along with the intestine and the placenta. If GGT is elevated on its own and all of the parameters are normal, it's usually an indicator of recent alcohol use or heavy alcohol drinkers. If ALT and AST are both elevated, that indicates more of a hepatitic picture. Um, as Xiao mentioned earlier, both of these are enzymes that are released by the cells in the liver. 
if it's 10 times the level, the normal level, that indicates an acute sort of um, picture, so like an acute drug intoxication. Um, if it's viral hepatitis, usually the levels are elevated five times the normal level. It could also be a marker of um, alcohol use or fatty liver or any other medication. When ALT is elevated for six months, you want to be thinking about cirrhosis causing conditions like chronic hepatitis, um, alcoholic liver disease, and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, as all of these conditions can lead to chronic hepatitis or chronic inflammation in the liver, um, which can lead to persistent rise in these enzymes. If bilirubin is elevated, that can be that can be elevated in both a hepatitic or a cholestatic condition. So as Xiao mentioned, you're likely going to order unconjugated and conjugated bilirubin to get more of a better picture of what's going on. And usually the numbers have to be over 40 to produce um, the clinical presentation of jaundice. One thing to note is that if the bilirubin is high, it's important to state that state if it's from a prehepatic, intrahepatic, or a posthepatic cause. And there are some clues that you can look for to determine the type. So if it's prehepatic jaundice, usually um, the LFTs will only have increased bilirubin level. Um, all other parameters will likely be normal, and the most likely or most important differential you want to be thinking about in that situation would be hemolysis. Um, the other, if it's intrahepatic jaundice, usually what you'll have is elevated bilirubin, um, increased ALT, and AST. And again, conditions you want to be thinking about in that situation would be viral hepatitis and fatty liver disease. If it's post-hepatic jaundice, Usually, along with the bilirubin, you'll have GGT and ALP elevated as well. And um, a differential that you want to be thinking about would be cholecholobiasis. Now, just a bit about albumin. So albumin is a, is a very valuable um, clinical marker of um, the liver's synthetic function. If albumin is low, it could be due to a number of reasons. It could be an indicator of severe liver disease to the point where it's um, affected the synthetic function of the liver. But it can also be an acute phase reactant, so it can go down in infections, inflammation, um, in situations of malnutrition, as well as pregnancy. Um, and one thing to note is that albumin is actually a really good um, prognostic marker for liver cirrhosis, and it's one of the parameters that's used when we're calculating um, a child, the child's Pew score. This score is basically used to assess the severity of liver disease um, in patients who do have liver disease and it can also help with determining the prognosis of these patients. So when should I order an LFT? Well, as a third-year student, there's absolutely no harm in ordering it for every case, especially in OSCEs around abdo pain, jaundice, nausea, as well as vomiting. Clinically, a lot of clinicians do order LFTs, and that's because the liver is particularly important in metabolizing lots of medications. So there's never any harm if the, if the patient is going to get a blood test. Just chuck in an LFT anyways. But the important thing to remember is it's not a diagnostic test. It can give you information to guide your differentials and tell you about the health of your patient, but you will need to consider other tests such as imaging or other blood tests to confirm your diagnoses. So what I thought would be kind of fun today is we can read out a couple of examples of LFTs um, and then uh, as well as giving you a clinical scenario and then uh, myself as well as Simran will sort of tell you what we think it is as well as what test to order next. So um, with the first example, 
Um, she is a 35-year-old woman and she's complaining of abdo pain as well as dark urine. She was clinically mildly jaundiced and her liver functions are as, um, as, as the following. So bilirubin is around 45, which is high. ALP is 285, which is extraordinarily high, double, double normal. GGT is 439, again, extremely high. Usually you wanna look for values in between five and 10. ALT is 49, that's a touch higher than normal. AST is 43, that's within the normal range. And albumin is 32, which is also within the normal range. Now, as I said before, ALP and GGT are extraordinarily significantly elevated. So this means it's more of a obstructive picture. And whenever we look at obstructive picture, by and large, it's usually due to cholidocolithiasis. Uh, sorry, let me say that one more time. Cholidocolithiasis, and that just means there's a gallstone in the biliary tree and it's blocking the flow of um, the pancreas, uh, sorry, the flow of all the liver enzymes as well as the biliary enzymes. So that's why you can sometimes get an elevation of um, the liver enzymes as well, but it's never as much as ALP and GGT. Other things to think about is you never want to miss pancreatic cancer, which is very commonly known as the jaundice with no pain, primary biliary cirrhosis, primary sclerosing cholangitis, drug reactions, and other um, infiltrative conditions. So to follow up from this LFT, it's really useful to do an abdo ultrasound um, to figure out exactly what's happening at the level of the biliary tree. Awesome. So um, the second example is we've got a 39-year-old man who's just returned from Bali, um, seems to have some right upper quadrant pain and some yellowing around his eyes, and so a liver function test was ordered. Results showed that bilirubin was at 13, which is um, a bit low, but within normal range. Um, ALP is 81, which is within the normal range. GGT is 46, which is um, elevated, so normal ranges are 5 to 10. ALT is elevated at 547. Usually the ranges should be anywhere between 5 and 40, so it's like it's quite significantly elevated. Um, AST is also um, markedly elevated at 300, where the normal range should be less than 45. And albumin, albumin levels are within normal range. So this tells me that there is a hepatitic picture because both of the liver enzymes, AST and ALT, are markedly elevated, um, which is in line with the hepatitic picture. In this situation, given the presentation um, of a man who's returned from Bali, most likely it's hepatitis A, could be hepatitis E, but you also want to rule out any other, um, it could, but it could also be other types of um, hepatitis as well, B, C, or D, if there's other risk factors that were found upon taking the history. Um, so it would be appropriate to ask for a hepatitis screen after these results and also consider doing a liver ultrasound. So those are the two examples that we have given you today. Hopefully you've enjoyed them and they're helpful in your studies. If you would like to hear any more examples, feel free to contact us. We're happy to give you more. But in terms of references, I think looking at the RACGP website helped me a lot, as well as asking any sort of interns, regs around the hospital, 
exactly how they would like to read LFTs and what tips they have is also really important. Thank you very much once again for listening to us. See you guys soon. See you.